Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 112, and it is titled Our Sex Life Exposed. Yes, you heard that correctly. Our sex life, as in Celine and mine. So, you know, we get a lot of questions from, you know, listeners and viewers on YouTube, and they want to know stuff like, well, how do you guys, you know, go from, you know, the stressful day to being in the space to make love, or how do you do this, or how do you do that? So we thought we would kind of interview ourselves, put all of those questions into an episode, and be rather vulnerable about what our sex life looks like. What it really looks like. So today you're going to have the good, the bad, the ugly, the dirty, and anything in between. So get ready. <laughs> There's no bad or ugly. Sometimes a little dirty. <laughs> I know, but it sounded fun to say it. That's yeah. why I'm doing it. So before we tell you all about what we really do in the bedroom, um, let's give a big shout out to our sponsor, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder, stronger erection, last longer or expand your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. All right. So before we dive into the first question, I would just like to say that it's important for people to keep in mind that things will vary, right? So we're going to give you a bunch of answers to a bunch of questions, and we're going to give you what sort of the norm, the average is. Mm -hmm. But things vary. Sometimes it's crazy off the charts. Sometimes it's not, right? So just keep in mind that this is kind of like mostly what it looks like most of the time. And, you know, we'll, of course, talk about sometimes when it's not so great or sometimes when it's really great. Mm -hmm. um, so just sort of keep that in mind as we go through and answer the questions. Yes. And also remember that it is what works for us. And it doesn't mean that is what works for you. But our goal is to be as transparent as possible and also demonstrate and be role models for you about how we talk about different things or needs or sexual fantasies and things like this so that it can inspire you to figure out for yourself how you can put these things into place. And so, you you know, I think the first question that we wanted to dive into is like, okay, how often do you guys really have sex? Because here we are, you know, like talking about sex every week, you're listening to us. I mean, our channel on YouTube is Sex, Sex, Sex. And, you know, there's some sprinkling with relationship. Um, but we are very much focused on intimacy, really. And maybe you're thinking that we're having sex three times a day. Um, and maybe It's really only twice. <laughs> <laughs> we said we were going to be honest, Kevin. So you got to start honestly. Well, it's twice a day in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so before we answer that question, I'm super curious about what would your number be, Kevin, if you could pick any number as like your ideal amount of sex that you're having in a given week, we'll take a week, what would it be for you? You know, that's a great question because for me, it actually isn't about number. Oh. Um, so in other words... What that number would be would really depend on what is happening in life, mm -hmm. right? So the, the more work I'm doing, the more tired I am, the more stressed I am, 
the less I'm actually going to want sex. Mm-hmm. But the more relaxed I am, the more free time I have, the more time we have to connect, the more I'm going to want sex. So that number isn't really a constant, right? So for instance, on a relaxed week, I might want sex literally five times or six times or seven times mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe more than once a day. But like that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> But but in most weeks, I mean, three times is like, that's about all I've got the energy for because, you know, we, we're working so hard all the time. So let's put it as the average. If we take everything into consideration, three to four times is about what would your ideal be kind of as a regular average a week? Yeah, as an average. Yeah, yeah. Three to four. Okay. Probably cool. be good. All right. So... I like, for me, I'm going to answer the question as well, Mm -hmm. what would it be? Um, I kind of like it every other day. So that would come to about three as well, maybe sometimes four. (laughs) 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 At least we're in alignment there. It's kind of bad when somebody's like, eh, once every two weeks and the other person's like seven days a week. That's a problem. So we put our, our, so for us, it seems like we are matching, which is great. I mean, we already knew that um, three to four times a week. Um, and so now how often do we really have sex? That somewhat varies too, but mm-hmm. I'd say two to three times a week. Yes, that was the number I was thinking as well. Uh, and then when we are more relaxed and we have more time, we'll make it to the four. We tend to average more as a three, but sometimes when we're stressed out or super busy, it's only two. But usually one of us will complain that it's only been two. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> if it's only been two, somebody speaks up and exactly. says, um, um, we've kind of gotten off track here. <laughs> exactly. So I love that we're bringing this up because notice that, okay, so we know what we're doing regularly. Um, so let's, it averages free. And when we're noticing that we're below this average, we don't wait multiple months and weeks and be like, like not say anything. Pretty much that same week, or if not, it's going to be the following week. We're like, hey, this is not good. We're already not staying on track with what we like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say, too, that uh, I, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> I believe we're actually really referring to penetration sex right now, oh. right? Oh, that's a good reframe. Be- yes. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and I bring that up because, like, this past week, we only had penetration sex three times. Yes. But we had sexual activity and, and connection four at yeah. least, or five. At least. Yeah, so that does not include blowjobs or Kevin going down on me or little hand jobs and all of these things. Like, we're talking about penetration sex. Thank you for that good reframe. I mean, I think that it's important for us to touch every day in a sexual way. Um, now, it doesn't have to lead anywhere, but when we wake up in the morning, pretty much every morning, I will massage your testicles and squeeze your penis and I kind of give you a good, like, little massage there to get the energy going. Yeah, but, but the, and we talk about this a lot when we talk about maintaining a constant state of arousal. Uh, we teach this in our online courses as well when it comes to you know, being a sexual master. But if you want that kind of contact and touch and play on a regular basis, 
you have to learn that it doesn't have to go anywhere, mm-hmm. right? So there can't be an agenda. It doesn't have to lead to an orgasm or an ejaculation or penetration sex or anything like that. So mm-hmm. We talk about it a lot, so we won't focus on it too much today. But just know that's how you can make that happen. So, Kevin, now let's move to our question number two. What does our sex look like? What does it look like? That's a pretty broad question. There's a lot of different ways you could answer it. Um, okay. I would say for us, on average, we'll make love for about an hour. Okay. So sometimes less, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. Again, it depending on how stressed we are and how much time we have. <laughs> um, but especially lately, we've been averaging much more around the hour mark. That's true. Um, and for us... While we do sometimes uh, do some longer foreplay, foreplay tends to be a little shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, That, of course, is because we are doing the constant state of arousal and we are sort of foreplaying all day long, touching each other a lot. So we're not Mm -hmm. going from zero to 100. Mm -hmm. Remember our definition of foreplay. You've probably heard it many times, but it's worth repeating. Foreplay is the period of time in between each time you have sex. That's what we consider foreplay. So we make sure that we have that touch regularly and, and foreplay is constantly happening so that when we're ready for penetration, we are rather ready. Oh, absolutely. Well, <laughs> and that, that's an interesting thing, too, because, right, when, first of all, when you tell people that you had sex for an hour, they're like, an hour? You know, and then you go, well, yeah, and that's just penetration. They're like, wait, that's not even with foreplay? <laughs> and it kind of blows people's minds. Uh-huh. Honestly, I, I don't. In my opinion, I don't think an hour is all that long. <laughs> like, like you know, we did do foreplay yesterday morning, and it was about an hour and a half, about 30 minutes of foreplay uh-huh. and about an hour of penetration. And I was like, let's keep going. And you're like, I'm hungry. I I'm want hungry. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's usually me who calls it off, like, who's like, okay, I've had enough. And Kevin's still, like, going hard as a rock and be like, okay, fine, I'll pull out. <laughs> so I want to add to what you've been saying about what does our sex look like. And there's a big part that you haven't yet talked about, which is orgasms and ejaculation. So ejaculation is never something that we expect every single time. And if you've listened to previous episodes where we talked about our 30-day sex challenge, if you haven't, you should go listen to it. Um, Out of the 30 days, I think, and it's been a while, that Kevin only ejaculated maybe four times or something like this. In the 30-day challenge? Yeah, I think it was four during that challenge. And that is probably two more than I average. Correct. Maybe even three more. Some months it's only once. Exactly. So um, the, the scenario I just gave the, where I'm like, okay, I'm done. Because a lot of people wonder, well, how are you done if ejaculation is not the end? And it's like, well, it's kind of like when you're eating and you feel satiated and you know to stop. Or sometimes you're just done with sex. Or like me, I was hungry yesterday morning and I was like, I want to I wanna have breakfast. Yeah, well, so in like if we take yesterday as an example. Mm-hmm. So... We had, we started, I was just in the mood to go down on you, right? Uh So I did, and you had a big explosive orgasm. Mm -hmm. Then I immediately got on top of you and penetrated you. Mm -hmm. And then we made love for another hour after Mm -hmm. that, which did bring more orgasms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so for you, so when people say, well, how, how could you be done? You're like, well, okay, I've already had three orgasms. Oh, 
And you female ejaculated. I was going to say, you forgot a big splash there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to answer that question, like, how could you be done? You've already had multiple orgasms. Mm-hmm. You've been having sex for an hour and a half, and mm-hmm. you ejaculated. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you felt pretty complete. Like, you went through a bunch of waves, and you moved tons of energy, and it was great, mm-hmm. right? Multiple positions, different places throughout the room. I mean, yes, inside, outside. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, kinky ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty easy to answer that question, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, of course, it, the, you, you were like, okay, I'm... I'm pretty spent and I'm hungry, so mm-hmm. it's time for a break, right? Mm-hmm. So that's easy. I think the harder question to answer is on the men's side, mm-hmm. which is like, well, how do you know that you're done? Yes. And so here's the thing. Once you've learned to separate your orgasm from your ejaculation, you have orgasms. I had multiple orgasmic waves throughout all of that, and it was awesome. And yeah, I still had a rock hard hard on, and I was like, yeah, I could still keep going. I could, let's have some more waves. Why not? You know, it's mm-hmm. like... And at the same time, even though I could have five or ten or whoever many more waves or, you know, smaller orgasms and, you know, get totally like dizzy and to the point where I can't walk across the room because that happens sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I could do that. And I also don't have to do that to feel like I am satiated or satisfied Mm -hmm. by the experience that we had. Awesome. Um, In terms of positions, um do we have a routine that's always the same? Yes and no. I mean, I mean, there's only so many positions you can do, but there are variations. I really do enjoy having Kevin on top, but then I also really enjoy being on top. So we like to play with that too, where at the middle I'm like, okay, let's shift. And then when I'm in the mood, doggy is really amazing. So I will ask for doggy. Um, and, yeah, some, yeah. and some, every once in a while, there's a reverse cowgirl in mm-hmm. there, or sometimes it's standing, mm-hmm. multiple different interesting standing positions. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really have a routine. We have our regulars that we tend to do more often, and then we just throw in different stuff, you know, whenever the moment sort of hits us. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- what's interesting is... You know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, if you do tantric sex, that means you're going through the Kama Sutra and, you know, (laughs) doing all the... I mean, the Kama Sutra is cool and all, and there's some cool different positions in there. But, like, I I would say that most of them are variations of kind of your standard Mm -hmm. positions. It's just like... It's the same thing, but move your leg over here. Mm-hmm. Or it's the same thing, but put a pillow here and tilt your pelvis this way. Exactly. Right? Like, so one thing to know is as a woman, we are, our cervix will move up and down within the vaginal canal, depending on where you are uh, in your fertile face. And so that will affect how deep you like penetration. And sometimes you will want a deeper penetration and your cervix is like, yes, I can take all the pressure and I want to be rubbed by a penis. And sometimes it's like, oh, I don't really want to have it that deep or that angle. So it's also very important to constantly pay attention to what feels good and to not stick with something that doesn't feel good. So it's always about being giving each other feedback where something's not so good and say, okay, I like it a little slower right now. And then to say like, oh, this feels so good. These are literally things that I will say to Kevin when uh, we're in the moment. I was like, oh, let me try with my leg up. And I'd be like, I really actually... It really didn't work. It sounded better in my head. So then we just laugh and we bring it down and we do something else. So these are like ways that we also adjust and stay in the moment. Yeah. And, and, and when we say like, you know, me on top, we're sort of generalizing, but that could mean, you know, 
the, the normal standard missionary. That could mean your legs spread wide mm-hmm. to either sides of the bed. It could mean your legs up over your head. It could mean your, your knees in your chest. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's, there's plenty of variations just in that one Absolutely. particular position. So. You know, I just thought there was one more thing we didn't say. Uh, we pretty much always have the light on because we like to see each other and we keep our eyes open. Oh, that, you know, that's a good point because... It's something that I don't even think about because mm-hmm. it's just normal, but I do mm-hmm. realize that a lot of people like to have sex, lights out, under the covers, can't see a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. Very mad. And I love being able to look into your eyes. And it, There are moments maybe where one of us will close our eyes sometimes. Um, more, it would more happen during oral sex because one has their heads down and the other one's up. Um, but usually during lovemaking, we really lock eyes and connect through, through, through that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right. Maybe, maybe you guys uh, have been together for a long time, and you've let your bodies go, and maybe it's not quite the beautiful sight that it used to be. <laughs> but I'm sure there's something that you can find that's beautiful and attractive. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, it's so funny because we know that that so much of the communication between individuals is nonverbal right mm-hmm. so it's facial expressions it's what our eyes are doing it's it's our body mm-hmm. movement and language and you know it's it, our cheeks flush or mm-hmm. not i mean there's there, there's so many visual acuity signs that you can look for and when you make love with the lights out in the dark you lose all of that mm-hmm. And, you know, there have been a few times where, and it's actually really few over the years, but there have been a few times where we've made love in the dark just because maybe, like, we woke up in the middle of the night and because we couldn't sleep and we're like, hey, let's make love. Mm-hmm. And it's always weird when I can't see you. Mm-hmm. Or when my parents were downstairs and we're in that uh, BNB when we were traveling. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to be super quiet and in the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a room with three walls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> We told you we're going to be very explicit and that you were going to get everything there. So I want to move on as um, how do we transition from working to sexy times? Um, because you know that Kevin and I work together. We we live together, work together, share a company together. And there's are many times of the day we spend together. And so how do we do that transition? Okay, so this is a very common question that we get. And let me just state up front, it's not always easy. Mm. It's not. I mean, you're working all day long, you're putting out fires, dealing with problems, mm-hmm. you know, doing all kinds of usually technical things that you don't really want to be doing. Um, so how do you really do that? So for me, usually what I need is I need, even if it's just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes or something, I just need to sit down and relax and not really do anything. Mm-hmm. So if I can get that, if I can get, you know, and usually what, how that looks for us is, you know, okay, work is done. We've had dinner. We've done all the dishes. We've cleaned up the kitchen. And then we just go sit down on the couch and connect. And we'll just talk. We'll just hold each other. Just relax. And that, that short little time is kind of really critical for me to be able to make that switch. And it's kind of like, you know, I remember, I remember my dad coming home from work. And this doesn't really have anything to do with sex and my parents. But, <laughs> 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 but 
But, you know, I remember my dad coming home from work and all he wanted to do was sit on the couch with mm-hmm. his newspaper, mm-hmm. you know, and just not be bothered. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the exact same thing. You know, I mean, he used to get up super early in the morning. He'd be on the road by five o'clock. He'd have a long drive to work. He'd work all day in a stupid job and then a long drive home in traffic. And but all he wanted, like you just need that time to decompress a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be long, but if you can find the space to just do that, especially for a guy too. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. super important for us, you know, that whole like whew, lower the cortisol levels, let the testosterone start to slowly rebuild. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing because I would always prepare myself. So let's say if date night officially starts at six, I would make sure that I end work by five or five thirty. So I have time to decompress, maybe even get changed if I wanted to get changed or do something else so that when six o'clock shows up, I'm already rested. And that was a sticky point for a while there because at the beginning, a few years back, I think we didn't work as much and it was easier for you to be to be done and not be as stressed. And then we've been having a lot of work. And so basically you end work at 5.59 for a six o'clock date night. And remember, I used to feel a little bit triggered. Uh, it was something that would bother me because I was like, you're supposed to show up for date night, already done. And, like, and then basically it would stress us out for the date night and then we'd have to spend like a good half hour undoing the stress that was created from me complaining about you not being refreshed and ready for the date and not showing up at your best and then you being triggered because you were already depleted I mean you kind of get the the gist here of how things were happening and so I learned to let go I think it's the Swiss in me who likes to be so on time with everything so I'm like okay that's just how it is and if it's 6.15 really when we start it's all right you know as long as you show up Um, and it's been much easier so I have more compassion for you now. Yeah, well, you know, you have to realize, too, that, you know, if maybe if you have an office job where you're just like pushing papers around, you know, mm-hmm. like it's pretty easy to end on time. But especially when you're dealing with technical things, you're like, OK, I got half an hour left. I need to do this task. Normally, a ta- that task would be done in probably 20 minutes, mm-hmm. but you never know what you're going to get. Right. Once you start digging into the technical end of it and you're like, ah, shit, this, this is not right, or this isn't working, or I got to get on the phone with support, you know, and then who knows how long I'm going to be waiting on hold. Like, there's, there's a million things that y- you think in your mind you're going to be done by six, and there's a million things that get in the way and prevent you from finishing at the exact time that you thought you would. I still think that this is a place where we could do better, like ideally where we could show up better and that you know that on that Tuesday, like you're not going to make that call and stuff like this. It's a place we could like just... Again, show up as our best. As a takeaway is this, do your best to show up as your best that you can be in that moment. And so do whatever it takes. If you're like really tired, go take a a quick like refreshing shower or something so that you can show up and not just be like, I'm so exhausted, I don't want to do anything. However, if you are exhausted, make sure that you are still showing up as you are and not canceling just because you're tired. So there was a question that we got from uh, one of our listener, Yelena. She basically wanted us to give some some scenario around the dating activities because she's like, she's saying, for me, it's sometimes hard to switch activity. It seems awkward to go from dinner to sexy games. Sometimes it works, sometimes not. So some ideas of transition from not sexy activity to sexy activity would be amazing. 
And so, like we said, we have it in the calendar and we show up. We always will start with dinner, but we, we're not trying to seduce each other. I think the first hour really of our date night is literally to unwind and to connect. So we're not watching TV. We don't have phones. We talk. Um, if, if there's something like something that's on somebody's mind and they need to unload like a problem or whatever, uh, but the idea is really to create the connection. And then what we do is after we're done doing the dishes and like Kevin said, oftentimes we'll end up on the couch just for a few minutes to like like relax and 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 snuggle and just be together then we consciously take it to the bedroom and most of the time we create games that help us to shift from the mood of like okay we were on the couch and we were eating dinner to like let's be sexy however the game varies sometimes we need laughter and so we play tickling each other or like touching each other. We had this really fun game that was like a one word that could be interpreted anytime, any way by the other person. So you say one word uh, like stroke and the other one can do anything with that word, like stroke anything that they want. Right. They could stroke, you know, your genitals or mm -hmm. they could just stroke your cheek. Exactly. And you don't know which one they're going to do. And so we played that. It was so fun because then you had to think like, and like sing. And so you become really creative with one action verb and the other has to interpret it the way they want. And then you get to play with each other's bodies, right? And touching <laughs> each other. That was a really fun one, actually. It really was. Um, appreciating each other is a big game that we do all the time. We've talked about it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so the games definitely work. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no doubt about that. But what I find is every once in a while, one of us is so stubbornly not present <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason. And you know what works almost every time somebody's like that? It's for them to receive. Uh-huh. Yes. A massage. Exactly. Whenever whenever one of us is too much in our heads about whatever happened mm -hmm. during the day and, and whatever business problem yeah, we're, we're trying like to like, solve. Okay, lay down. I'm going to rub your back or whatever body part you want to be touched. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It works pretty much every time. The other thing that always works for me, at least anyway. Is a blowjob. Is a blowjob. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, if I'm really stuck in my head and really like, uh, like not able to get there... A massage or a blowjob pretty much do it every time. Mm -hmm. I think it's being able to get into your body. So whatever it takes to just touch each other and bring your attention to the touch and to feeling that. So, All right. Yes. We, uh... Let's let's talk. Let's tell you about working with us now. If you are a couple who is committed, but you're stuck in a rut, you know, and you don't know how to make date nights work for you, and uh, your sex is just mechanical and just not as fun as it used to be, and you want more of that spontaneity back because you don't want to just have this life of average, then Kevin and I would like to invite you to join us into our highly sexed power couple platinum program. So if you give us ninety days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets so that you can be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. So check out our program at celineremy.com forward slash passion. Mm -hmm. All right. So Lena, we hope that these were helpful scenarios to see. And then ideally, it's just to really let go of any agenda. You know, we always say it's about going for connection over perfection. And so we do our best. And, and sometimes we just have lousy sex, per se. But sex is still sex. And it's still good to connect. And that's how we see it. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure our lousy sex is a lot of people's spectacular sex. But <laughs> I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. You it, know, well, just... it doesn't. And that is the point. What, what I love is sometimes we can both be like, yes, this really wasn't our best. And we laugh about it. And like, yeah, we'll do better yeah. next time, you know. But the reason why I wanted to point that out was not because, oh, our sex life is so great. But I, I can hear some people on the other end going, you know what? Because to us, it's basically like, hey, any sex is good, mm-hmm. right? Like even if it's not the greatest. But mm-hmm. I, I can hear a few people thinking on the other end of this <laughs> uh, broadcast going, well, no, sometimes sex is really so bad that, that I don't want to do it. And so mm. I would suggest to anybody who's feeling that way that you need to learn how to have better sex. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, the worst sex that you two have, or three, or four, or, or <laughs> however many, <laughs> should still be good enough to have said, I'm glad we did that. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, why do we make sex a priority, really? And and I think really it brings it comes down to you why. Most people don't have clear whys as per why they have sex beyond just like, hey, it's it's fun and I have an orgasm. Why do I have sex with Kevin? Um, well, sure, it helps me to relax and be in my body and de-stress. But then I feel more love towards Kevin. Um, oftentimes, I feel happier. Uh, life becomes easier and more beautiful. Um I love how I feel recharged too, uplifted. And then there's these times too when sex goes to places that are really hard to describe where I literally feel like I was on drugs without taking any drugs. And these are like fantastic times. So these are all reasons beyond like my whys like quickly that are beyond just a, oh, I'm I'm pushing a button and it feels good. And when you know that, let's say I'm tired or I'm not in the mood or I'm having a hard time connecting, I just know that if I can stick with it long enough and get out of my own way, I will feel better afterwards. And so if you know your why, it will be easier to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely know your why. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, number one is connection. Mm. Um, you know, sex is a very intimate thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the more often we reach those levels, those depths of intimacy, the stronger our relationship mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Plus, it produces all these amazing, you know, chemicals in our body that make <laughs> us feel good and uh-huh. happy and love each other more, love mm-hmm. ourselves more. Um and it's just plain fun. <laughs> Feels good. It reduces stress. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all around makes life better. <laughs> it really does. And so when you think of it, if we take our average of three times a week, that's literally like 12 times a month. That's not very often. There are 30 days in a month. So it's less than half the time of ha- like with having sex. There are so many more things that I do much more that are not nearly as fun as sex so if you kind of think about this reframe then you can it it just makes things easier that you're willing to take the time to do that 12 times that's nothing see i keep lobbying for a 30-day sex challenge part two (laughs) if you want a 30-day sex challenge part two email us (laughs) if we get enough requests that might motivate me i need a little nudge in the butt right now so (laughs) it's on you our listeners to help us support kevin in the the butt (laughs) is that where you need the nudge (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, if we do do a 30-day sex challenge part two, we'll have to do it with a twist. Uh-huh. So we'll have to come up with some new like twist to make it different from the first time we did it. So how do we discuss sex and our fantasies? Ooh. How do we discuss sex and our fantasies? Oh, that's a really easy one to answer. Totally, openly, and transparently. Mm-hmm. Like... You're allowed to say basically anything that you want. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give one example of that. Uh, in last week's episode, uh, we interviewed a guest. Mm-hmm. And as we always do, we asked the question... What's your best sexual talent? Yeah, and we, we got one of the best answers we've ever heard to that, where she kind of blushed a little bit and she said, well, she really likes to deep throat and um, she really likes to, to feel the sensation of choking from a man's cock being shoved down her throat. And oh, by the way, she said that she uh, female ejaculates whenever that happens. So, so after the show was over, I didn't say this to her. Sarah, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I said to Selena afterwards I think we were talking about how it was kind of a hot answer uh-huh. or something like that. I said, I said, yeah, I have to admit, I, I did fantasize about her choking on my cock and ejaculating <laughs> all over the place. And I can say that because she doesn't get triggered by mm-hmm. it, right? And she's just like, yeah, that, that, that's pretty hot, right? So openly mm-hmm. and just like... Yeah, not holding anything back. Yeah. Sometimes we create containers where we'll be like, hey, let's let's talk about sex. Let's meet tonight and talk for an hour about things about sex. Or sometimes um, you could watch a movie or, or a porn movie or sex education movie and discuss some of the things or read an erotica. These are good ways to stimulate conversations. Um, I recommend not talking about sex during the sex per se, like, you know, like I do when I'm analyzing it and telling Kevin, what are you doing and stuff? It's kind of not that great. Uh, So I would recommend waiting after. But we also have a lot of the time we do, hey, what were your highlights and lowlights of our sex today? And mm-hmm. so that gives us after, so after we're done with lovemaking and we are cuddling and then we share with each other a moment or moments where we felt really good or if there was something in particular that didn't feel good. And that's one way for us to check in regularly on what's working and what's not working. Yeah. For those people that have been around like sex positive communities for a long time, the highlights and lowlights will sound very familiar. We don't really do a formal process. So tell me what your highlights and your lowlights are. We just kind of say what was your favorite part mm-hmm. about today. Yeah. And was there something that, that didn't work or that yeah. you would do differently? And so that allows you because you're still connecting and snuggling and touching and you're naked. And so you don't, you feel that connection. So you can say things sometimes that are a little difficult to say because you're not like rejecting your partner. You're still like really connecting when you do that. And so if there are more things sometimes to be discussed is to take more time time and and explore outside of the sex too because that's good to talk about sex when you're not in it and start to map things out and get excited about what you could create so i want to share i want to talk about has our sex life changed over the years and how if if it did that's a great question you know um yes it has changed Mm -hmm. as you would expect uh, I would say in the beginning, there's that like really sort of animalistic physical crave mm-hmm. that we still get to occasionally, but in the beginning it was there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say 
that you had loud screaming orgasms a bit more often. Mm-hmm. Now they're more diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else has changed? Well, I think we we actually go to deeper places now mm. than we went mm-hmm. in the beginning, mm-hmm. for sure. So like these really deep levels of like altered consciousness mm-hmm. is maybe a good way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, uh, we're more comfortable, too, with each other and with our own bodies and exploring different things, too. So uh, we've always been comfortable, but I feel like we have an even deeper comfort that shows up or where we're like oh let's let's do this or let's try that or i'm gonna ask for this you know yeah for sure uh-huh. you know it it's somewhat difficult to really say because you know in the beginning when you're first dating aside from all those chemicals that are flowing mm-hmm. you know we also didn't live together so we didn't see mm-hmm. each other every single day and so mm-hmm. there was time to build up anticipation uh-huh. and desire Whereas, you know, now, of course, you know, we're married and we've lived together for a number of years and it's like we work together, we live together, uh-huh. we do all this stuff. So you don't have that same space to build up that desire. But that's why everything else that we've talked about so far in this episode is so important mm-hmm. to make it a priority and to go for connection over perfection. And everything we've talked about, all mm-hmm. that stuff, that's why it's so important because... It is a little different. And so that kind of brings us to that lo- the last question that I had here about how do we go back on track when we fall out? Because we are humans and we will have weeks where we don't reach the number three and maybe it's only two times a week or something happens and or we don't have like as much sex. What do we do? We acknowledge it right away and we make it a priority. We just go like, we're not going to watch any movies tonight or YouTube videos or whatever. We're going to massage each other. We, we prioritize becoming physical again. We don't always make it that it has to have intercourse, but at least we bring the touch back and the connection. Most of the time it leads to that. We talk about it and we take action right away. Yeah, yeah. So number one thing, exactly what you said, we acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. We talk about it. We say, and, and this has happened several times over mm, the years yes. where we've gone through really stressful patches of like way overworking or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And and then one of us will say, you know, uh, I'm not really happy with the level of sex that we've been mm-hmm. having and, and I'm not feeling like my needs are being met. Mm-hmm. I understand that we're both very busy and tired, but I would love to see us um, try to course correct and see if we can get back to what's n- normal for us. Mm-hmm. So we acknowledge it. That's the first thing. And the second thing is... We don't blame each other. We don't spend time on that. No, no. And, and, then, and then we take action, right? Yes. So it's like, uh, what happens when you fall off your bike and you're still a mile from home? You go right back on it and right back home. Yes, right. You pick up that bike, you get back on, even if your knees are bleeding. Exactly. <laughs> and you ride the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to leave you with our top seven sex tips for you, which we've already talked about. So we're going to really quickly go through them. If um, It's kind of like a summary of everything that we've discussed. Number one, make sex a priority. Number two, schedule naked time together. Absolutely. If it's not on the agenda, it's not happening. Number three, go for connection, not perfection. Number four, don't be afraid to fail, like Kevin said earlier even with your your knees bleeding you go back on that bike number five just do it 
just do it. That's it. Number six, it's going to vary. So be okay with that. Don't have expectations that everything has to be mind blowing every single time. And number seven, speak up when you want something different. All right. Those are great tips. And you know, this has been about a 40 minute episode so Mm -hmm. far, give or take. I feel like we just scratched the surface. There is so much more we could tell people about our sex life. I mean, even in the, what does our sex life look like? Like, yeah, we gave you some of the basic details. Mm -hmm. There is so much more that could have potentially been covered. (sighs) Yeah. Well, you know, as always, if you have questions, more questions, want something else, email Mm -hmm. us. The email is in our description. Uh, We'll be happy to make a show for you or a video or something. Yeah, maybe we'll save it for the movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, that's all the time we have, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs>